Hi, this is Masajari. Welcome to my podcast. Today's episode is going to be Exponential Intelligence on Financial Abundance. With me today is Crystal Frambrini. Crystal, how are you? I'm fantastic. I'm excited about learning all I can on financial abundance. Me too. You know, a lot of people have a lot of issues uh, with finances mm-hmm. and so on. This is a totally different take on what finances is. And it actually turns finances into, say, a tool that you can use to enhance your life here on earth rather than uh, what it is now as a control source that burdens you. So, Because I know we were talking earlier, a lot of people come to you with questions about love and about finances. So you've really guided thousands of people on financial abundance on this topic. Oh, definitely with uh, amazing success. I can't wait to hear more about this. And we have some great testimonials in the podcast. I'm going to read to you as well. Oh, that sounds sounds fantastic. From people that you've helped. And uh, we also have the Moss work at the end of this podcast. Yes, the Moss work is going to be interesting. It's, uh, and I know some of you might hate the word savings because it is kind of foreign, especially to Americans, by the way. Uh, Americans have, have the lowest savings than any other country, although we're the wealthiest. So uh, a different look on saving, so it actually becomes exciting for you to save. Huh. Interesting. All right. Looking mm-hmm. forward to that moss work. And mm-hmm. then after you reveal the moss work, we'll be jumping into one of your amazing meta-healings. Yes. So how is this meta-healing different from the financial abundance meta-healing that we did in a previous podcast? That one was actually eradicating any patterns from the past. This is building a, a solid foundation, okay? And then we'll probably have a third podcast or uh, we have an EI activation, actually an hour-long version on the website even now that you can uh, preview if you'd like or if you're interested, take a look at. Uh, it's an hour and that brings in, say, frequencies of successful individuals that you can copy and I help you program those frequencies into you so uh, that abundance comes into you much faster, Amazing. So people can go to masajadi.com. That's yes. M-A-S-S-A-J-A-D-Y.com and look for that exponential intelligence activation on financial abundance. Yes. Yes. Perfect. So let's jump into this conversation about EI and financial abundance. You know, there's so many beliefs, you know, I, I, I hear all the time from people, you know, we are already abundant. You know, the secret says that there's the law of attraction. If you believe you're abundant, you know, you'll attract abundance. Um, People say that being abundant is your birthright. Mm -hmm. Um, I even have a quote here from Wayne Dyer. I want to pull this up and read this to you and and, and see what your thoughts are on this. Mm -hmm. Uh, Wayne says, abundance is not something we acquire. It is something we tune into. Yes. So there's all these different outtakes on abundance, but my question to you with this is if there's so many beliefs like this, and if it's this easy to just tune into abundance or to think this way, why are so many people struggling and living in poverty? Well, first of all, let's just make some clarifications. Uh, Wayne Dyer, the way I see it, he actually had it right. Although I don't think he really had the tools. Uh, to go into, say, the exponential intelligence way of uh, not only finances, but uh, anything else. Uh, But again, a lot of fantastic tools. Uh, The other quotes that you mentioned, very, very different. Uh, You know, if you look at it from the human perspective, you know, we're really not all abundant. 
look at us. Uh, you would never see so many people in debt. You would never see so many people, you know, in dire straits. You would never see so many atrocities in the world if we were all perfectly abundant, right? Uh, at spirit level, okay, I'm not saying that they're wrong, but I think you have to look at it from a different perspective. In this human form, no, we're not all abundant. If you look into, say, the spirit form, we are uh, abundant, uh, way more than anything worth, uh, any physical worth here on, say, the planet Earth. You know, all the gold that we have, all the money that we have, all the riches, whatever it might be here, even including, say, the physical love, uh, that's only accounts to like 1% of who we naturally are. You know, the other 99%, uh, the spirit space, which uh, exponential intelligence really taps into, that's the abundance uh, that's rightfully yours. You are naturally in a state of abundance once you awaken uh, through exponential intelligence or perhaps other means, but um, you will get into that, say, natural state of abundance. So uh, they are right, but where you are right now or where we are right now, uh, it doesn't really hold true. So I really don't uh, condone or really trust what they say. Interesting. So what will exponential intelligence do for your finances, for all of our finances? Well, according to a lot of the testimonials, it'll, <laughs> you'll, see, you'll see more money coming in. Uh, you know, and, and, and people think that, uh, and it's amazing because when, when you say, Moss, I need more money or I want more money, what do most people think about? I need to work more harder, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I need to get another job. I need a better job. You know, but there are so many different ways of looking at how to attract financial abundance. Now, in this, uh, in this uh, podcast, we are just specifically talking about finances, but this will help you in other areas of abundance as well, because they're all pretty in interrelated. Okay? Uh, mm -hmm. So w when that happens and people come to me, Moss, I need, uh, I need a better job because I need to make X amount of money. Uh, it doesn't really work that way, guys. The important thing is, again, connecting through... Uh, exponential intelligence, the natural state of being or the natural state of, say, wealth that you have or you are, pulling that down, okay, that inheritance that you have in spirit form or your higher self form, uh, pulling it into your physical space. And then what happens is that it demands that your financial abundance naturally rise to that level of what your needs are. And what your needs are, maybe something that uh, you, maybe you might be happy with, say, a thousand or two thousand a month, uh, or maybe something uh, you'd be happy at a million a month, whatever it might be. It's not about the level of money. Okay. Uh, it is whatever, say, your natural state of being uh, abundant is about. So, just, just for clarification, you say your, your natural state of being abundant. What, yes. what, I know you just explained it, but yes. <laughs> if you can just it again. explain it for me again. <laughs> yeah. So what does that mean being abundant? Because for some people that abundance means different things, which right. you, which you, which you clarified, like for some people, abundance might be thousand dollars a month. Another right. person, it might be a million dollars a month. Right. And, and the reason why I say that is because, mm -hmm. you know, you, when you get to the higher levels, mm -hmm. right, uh, you get, you get. Uh, sayings like the wealthy are greedy, they're waking, making way too much money, you're stealing from, say, the rest of us if you're making 
you know, X more than this uh, money or it's silly money or whatever it is. Uh, mm-hmm. Those kind of thoughts or attitudes actually pull your uh, existence or your financial abundance down. Okay? Uh, it's not a sin uh, for those individuals, whether, uh, and you know, we can, we, let's not get into, well, did they deserve it? Did they not deserve it? You know, uh, yes, there are people who cheat, you know, the, the system, there are people who take advantage. I'm not talking about those individuals. Okay. Uh, that's a different, uh, that's a different segment or that maybe that might be a different podcast for us to talk about, but these are the people who work. Okay, who naturally work and they make millions or billions of dollars. Okay. Uh, so if they can acquire that and that's their natural state, well, that's going to be their natural state. Uh, and there's no sin about it. Okay. Uh, it doesn't, it doesn't connect them closer to God or pure source, or it doesn't pull them away. Uh, and that's one of the belief systems that we have to talk about. So I don't know if some of any of your questions uh, have anything to do with say religion and money, but we should talk about mm-hmm. that as well. Because uh, from what I'm tapping into, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of issues come from religion uh, and association or relationships with money. People sometimes uh, think that you might be greedy. Yes. Or you're not giving enough. Well, in any, in any, and we're, we're just talking about the three main religions, but if you look at any of those religions, uh, money is a source of all evil, right? Isn't that what they say? Uh, money is the source of evil. Uh, you're greedy. You know, they say if, uh, you know, it's easier for a camel to walk through the eye of a needle rather than a rich man going to heaven. You know, all those things. Uh, oh. You really have to work hard, right, to acquire a lot of money. No pain, no gain. You know, all those belief systems. Mm-hmm. Okay? And that was the first meditation, all those belief systems, uh, whether it's good or bad. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we totally eradicate it because none of those belief systems are, say, true if they bind you. And that's why partly I think that, you know, Tim Ferriss, he has a podcast he's, mm-hmm. and he has a New York Times bestselling author. He has that book, The 4-Hour Workweek. Okay. And when that um, book came out, it really blew people's minds because he was showing people, revealing his theories on it's not a, you know, you don't have to work a zillion hours a week. You don't have to do all these things that you think you have to do. You can, you know, work very efficiently in a very quickly and timely manner and be more abundant than you ever thought. Uh, That is absolutely true. Uh, I totally believe that. I remember uh, when that book came out. Now that I think about it, you're right. And that's what I was saying uh, in the beginning. You don't have to put in 40, 50, 60 hours a week. You know, most mm-hmm. people, they've been trained because it's, part, it's actually part of the control system. Okay? Before religion was really a strong control system for, again, controlling the masses. Now mm-hmm. it's society's uh, um, processes or society's way of, say, mass thinking. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's cool to work, you know, 40, 50, 60 hours. In fact, people who do work 40, 50, 60 hours or more, uh, they brag about it, right? Although inside, mm-hmm. you know, they're being torn apart. Uh, it, it's cool to have multiple jobs and not see your family. Uh, and, and I'm not saying cool, but it's part of, say, being in with that group, right? Uh, back in the Back in the day, uh, if you remember uh, the Japanese work model where they worked, gosh, I don't know, 18 hours a day or more. 
right? Uh, and the Americans, uh, you know, they sent a lot of people, a lot of uh, the universities, they, they sent a lot of uh, professors there to study the Japanese work model, okay? Because they were high in efficiency. You know, we're all uh, concerned about efficiencies, right? Uh, now look at Japan. Um, most, uh, they have, say, the highest rate, uh, well, Korea actually has the highest rate of suicide uh, due, due to the same thing, uh, by the way, uh, two extensive, uh, extensive work weeks, uh, in Japan, the same model nowadays. So mm -hmm. uh, again, in most people or the, the way society is, is that you're not, you're not say deserving if you don't put that much work in. And that's not true at all. You know, Moss, that's a really good point you bring up. A lot of times people think that in order to have financial abundance, you must be completely focused on that, Yes. you know, or yes. you're working not, you know, you're working around the clock or you're doing yes. something actively to get that yes. financial abundance. Yes. But that's not necessarily true is what you're saying. It's no, it's, it's no, it is a state of being, uh, again, people who do, I mean, I put in a lot of hours just because, uh, it's not because I'm forced to, uh, right. it's actually because I love what we do, uh, mm -hmm. or what I do. Uh, people who make a lot of money uh, and enjoy themselves, they actually look younger. They feel younger. They're more vibrant. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, they work all day long. You know, they might do a little here, a little there, uh, whatever it might be, you know, but they're always thinking about, uh, you know, the especially entrepreneurs, they're always thinking about, say, their baby that they've created, right? The other way, and I work on, on a lot of these CEOs making a lot of money, but they're burnt out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you guys who aren't making a lot of money listening to this podcast, uh, if you if you think that, you know, once you hit X amount of money, you know, it might be tr uh, six digits or seven digits, whatever it is. Uh, and then you're going to be, you know, home free. You're going to be happy. That's not true at all, guys. Mm -hmm. uh, your your programming, uh, the back end programming that created or got you to that level of wealth. And again, I see this all the time, uh, actually keeps magnifying. So you have to work harder. Uh, you never feel safe. This is another thing too. A lot of those individuals, they make a lot of money, but yet they don't feel like it's, they're worth it. So they have to make more money. Uh, you know, they feel like they're not doing good enough or they don't deserve it. Or, you know, any of those say lack type frequencies that are still embedded in them. Okay. Again, guys, it's not about the money. It's not about the outside coming into you. It's actually flowing from the inside and then forcing your environment to transform rather than forcing you to transform. Yeah. And I, I must say, I've always, I've, I've been very fortunate that I grew up in a family where they instilled in me the belief system that to follow your love, do what you're passionate about and the money will yes. come. And, yes. um, I've, I, you know, for so much of my life, I took that thought process for granted. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I would talk to these people who were, you know, nine to fivers or yeah. who hated what they did, but they made a lot of money. Yeah. And I just, I didn't understand it. It was just this mm -hmm. like, well, you are, why are you doing this? Why are you being a slave to your work? And then I, I realized, wow, they grew up in a different type of environment. They yes. grew up where, you know, it was about what are you going to do to make money? It wasn't exactly. about what are you going to do for your love. So this right. goes back, you know, to your childhood. Yes. This programming. Well, it goes back to your uh, family lineage. Mm -hmm. You know, people who are on welfare, 
most of the time they produce kids who are on welfare. It's not because mm-hmm. those kids are dumb or anything like that, but you know, that's their training. That's their family lineage. Even um, uh, Donald Trump, you know, they mm-hmm. asked him what key thing was it his knowledge about construction and so on and so on. And he goes, no, it's the frequencies or he said his lineage that he was born into, you know, you take him away and uh, put him on a, put him on a, another country with no money within six months. And this is what happened. He's filed bankruptcy several times. Uh, within a few months, he'll, he'll come back to that state of wealth because it's his natural frequency internally uh, to resonate at a high level. Uh, it doesn't mean that he's a perfect human being. That's just say one segment of the pie that he's say that family lineage is good at. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, what exponential intelligence spouses that you get that 360 degrees of abundance. Uh, mm-hmm. So not only are you financially say free or financially wealthy, but you're abundant in all areas of your life as well. And, you know, I think um, for the people that follow their passion, and believe that, you know, they do what they love, the money comes and they feel financially abundant, fantastic. But for those people that have a fear and they live in this financial scarcity, Mm -hmm. how do they, how do they click over? How do you switch that? Well, it it goes back more than, you know, the concept of money. And that's where most people, you know, year after year after year, they can't get out because, you know, they think it's just about money right? Mm -hmm. They think about Mm -hmm. it's making more money or finding something that they can make more or invent something. It's really not about that. Again, it's your base programming that you come, come through. And I can give you hundreds of examples of say why individuals, or if you read the testimonials on, on my website, uh, you'll see all the different shapes that say money has comes into them now and Mm -hmm. what the cause was. Right. Very different than, you know, it's because, you know, you're not saving the right or you're not doing this right or you're not investing. Um, you know, and I just want to come back around. Some individuals love what they do. Right. It's mm-hmm. their passion, but they're not making money. Right. Mm, uh, yes. So, you know, starving artists, you know, things mm-hmm. like that. I mean, that that, that is actually a, a field, an auric field that they've like created, you know, to be, say, uh, that's that's the thing about artists is that to be really good, you have to be starving, you have to be dark, you have to be so and so, right? To really create, say, those masterpieces. Um, you know, if you look at some of the great artists like Da Vinci and so on, they're all a little quirky or a lot, all a little different. Uh, yes, maybe that was a paradigm before, but you know, is there another paradigm out there, right? Mm-hmm. That you could be super wealthy and be like creative or artistic, right? And I'm just picking on artists, okay? But there are other, say, arenas uh, or other careers that people go into. They love Mm -hmm. what they do, but again, the back end. Or if there's a lot of, say, healers, uh, whether you're, say, Western medicine or uh, a Reiki individual or, you know, chiropractics or whatever it might be, uh, the wounded healer scenario is like, yes, you can heal other people and so on, but, you know, Mm -hmm. for yourself, you're sick and tired all the time. You're not making the money that you should. You don't feel deserving, right? And so on and so on. Uh, you know, carry that over into people who are lawyers or anything else. Uh, it's the same frequency. Again, a non-deserving frequency that comes uh, that might not be actually associated with, say, money. Yeah. 
That's interesting. That's fascinating. So you, you've mentioned the testimonials. So have I a couple of times during this Mm -hmm. podcast, I'd like to read a couple to you right now. Oh yes, please do. So this one is from Bruce K in Seattle, Washington. And uh, he shares, I don't know what you did Moss, but my business has picked up dramatically. I can't believe the orders that are coming in. Wow. So he credits (laughs) you for changing something with his orders. Yes. Um, What did you do? You know, with that one, I don't know because I work on so many people. I work on tens mm-hmm. of thousands of people, but uh, so I don't know specifically or I don't remember. But again, you know, most people think it, but just kind of tapping in, it, it was more, say, his his personality. And I'm not saying Bruce was a, you know, a bad guy or whatever, but there was something just kind of, again, tapping into him. There was something about his personality, if I'm not mistaken, that just like when people came in and it, it wasn't about his business at all. Okay. Uh, when people say connected with them, they just didn't feel that connection. So they shied away. Wow. So, so this is, again, a great example, right, of why you're not making money. Uh, and I bet his relationships are a, a lot better and closer as well. Yes, so. that makes sense. Okay, here's another one for you. This mm-hmm. is from Nina and Adam. And they say, the shift is so dramatic, it's amazing. Whereas before, everyone seemed to say no to us. Now everyone is saying yes. We went from being seriously in debt to now having a substantial positive balance. Mm -hmm. I would say that this is such a relief, but the way that I'm experiencing it is a little different than that. There is just a sense of relaxation and knowing that all is well. We have been in business for more than 12 years, and this is the first time ever that I have felt this way. Our business has been thriving since Moss. Yes. Thank you, Moss. We are so appreciative. Yeah. That's so sweet. You know, again, I uh, don't remember specifically because of the number of people, but, you know, this is another classic example. You know, people do what they do for 10, 15, 20 years, and they keep doing the same thing over and Mm -hmm. over again, or they try to adjust something at a physical level, right? Uh, Again, exponential intelligence is at a much higher level. Your base frequency, uh, your natural state of, say, wealth, is at that base frequency. And once you tap into it or you bring it in, you naturally uh, thrive no matter what it is, Uh, even Mm -hmm. if it's like the strangest products. And I'm sure you remember, I don't know if you remember like the pet rock or whatever it is. Yeah. You don't remember? Of course. The Chia Pet. The Chia Pet, (laughs) all that stuff. Um, It was, you know, some some like crazy products that, uh, again, you might not think it's, uh, it'd make a lot of money. I mean, why did those products make a lot of money? Again, it's the person creating that. Somebody else created it, it probably wouldn't have worked. It's that person that created it that changed their frequency and then mm-hmm. anything can come in okay, uh, to bring in that abundance. And you know, by that, I mean, <clears throat> I've helped this woman. She, uh, she's a single mom and she, to make her wealth, she actually goes out and gambles. Okay? Uh, she makes about $3,000 a week. I've helped her with that. And please, guys, don't come to me and go, Moss, I want to win the lottery (laughs) or Moss, I want to gamble a lot. Uh, Yes, that happens. Okay. But if it's in your frequencies, I can help you adjust that. Yes, I can do that. But it's for the masses. Again, those things are not in, say, the realm uh, Mm -hmm. unless you really, really want them to be. So I don't really Mm -hmm. concentrate on that. But again, that's another avenue for her because it allows her to spend more time, you know, with her kids. Right? Uh, again, that's the way exponential intelligence works. It doesn't matter uh, physically 
it's like, well, well, that's not right gambling or that's not right doing this or whatever it is. But again, for her, it is right. She spends uh, quality time with her kids. She takes care of her kids that way. So. Well, and people think that money is this like physical object. Right. Um, but money essentially is a transfer of energy. It's the exchange of, of, of energy. Yes. Uh, just like anything else, money is a tool. Mm-hmm. Uh, through, through civilization, uh, just like sex, sex has been, say, deemed negative. Money has been put on a pedestal, okay? uh, usually out of reach out of individuals, you know, the masses uh, have been controlled by, say, a smaller few. Okay? And to keep them in control, well, what do you do? You have a certain mindset, right? Or you create a certain mindset for those individuals or for the masses, and that's the masses believe in that. And then they get disconnected from their true source. All right. So I want to read one more testimonial mm-hmm. from you. Let's see if you remember this one. Okay. Uh, this is from M. Mm-hmm. She shares, I had a session with Moss last week, and I'd really appreciate if you could let Moss know I received some incredible news today. I'm a medical student in Sydney, Australia. I was excluded from study due to chronically debilitating depression and anxiety. I regularly uh, felt suicidal. Yeah. After working with Moss this year, I'm happily back studying medicine. However, I was struggling with a massive debt for my appeal against the university, which I fought to be allowed to continue studying. So today I received a court order for my university to pay me back $150,000 in legal fees. Could you please let Moss know? I'm not sure how this happened, but I do think that he had something to do with it. Beyond grateful. Wow. I do remember her. Uh, I loved her accent. So that's why I remember. <laughs> um, yes, I do remember she was quite suicidal, actually. Wow. Uh, so not only, and, and again, do you guys do you guys understand that it's not about say the money, right? It's about the frequencies that distract you. Again, money is just a small portion of say connecting to that uh, to your higher self through exponential intelligence. When everything starts working for you. And her story is kind of long out, long and drawn out, so we won't get into the details. Um, when when things start working working for you, uh, anything can happen. I mean, I mean, look at the look at the odds of a university turning around and telling, yes, you know, we were wrong. Uh, let's pay you back one hundred fifty thousand dollars. You know, how does that happen, right? That's mm-hmm. kind of like one of the million cases. But you know, if you look at some of the testimonials, there's a lot of cases like that where just like the freak decisions to help or bring in, say, abundance to those individuals just naturally happen. You know, there's a lot of people, and again, don't think this is common stance, but a lot of people from this, uh, you know, they might lose their jobs. And we'll probably get into the detox aspect a little later uh, and so on. Um, But there is, say, a floor that you can never go. And so you get random checks out of the blue or something happens or somebody gives you money and so on and so on. Maybe we should talk about that as well. Maybe a little later on in this program. But, but, do you, but what I'm trying to say is that once you are connected to your higher self through exponential intelligence, you know, money will just show up for you if you need mm-hmm. it. Okay. So you'll never go without. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Um, and I just, I have to share something here because mm-hmm. I, you know, now it makes sense to me, but in my twenties, you know, my friends would always look at me and I tried not to stress about money. 
And, you know, I worked in the creative fields and I I never said I was a starving artist. I was like, I'm never going to be a starving artist. I'm going to be in entertainment. I will be successful. And it always happened for me. And so Mm -hmm. my friends would say, you know, oh, you're just lucky. Or of course it happens for you. But it wasn't, it wasn't luck. And it wasn't, but it was my state of being that I truly believed it. So that's the energy that that came out into the world. And that's Mm -hmm. that law of attraction, or it was just on that frequency. If I didn't truly believe that, I wouldn't have these opportunities or I wouldn't have succeeded in a certain level. Does that that make sense? What Um, I'm trying to convey? It it makes sense. And I'm glad you brought up that example, Crystal, because, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of goes into, say, the first coach that you said that, you know, you're truly faithful. Uh, okay, for your belief system, to go one step back. So, where did your belief system come from? Uh, wh- where, why did I think those things? Yeah, why did you think those things? Do you think it was oh. just ram- random happenstance? <laughs> did you force yourself to think that way? Well, my or... mother said that she gave me too much confidence because <laughs> <laughs> I've always been very confident. I've always yes. just, you know, believed I was worthy of it. Yes. Um, uh, going back even further, just tapping into your family, mm-hmm. uh, if you don't mind, your family yeah, actually comes from a higher stance of wealth, a higher stance of, say, quality. So it's it's bred into you, that frequency. Okay, mm-hmm. So you are naturally born, just like Trump was. He was naturally born. So no matter what you thought, and there's a lot of people who don't, say, believe that they're worth it, right? right. They don't believe. Shocking. Yeah, they don't believe, in, and I'm sure you have tapping into you again. Sorry, Crystal. Uh, You have a lot of friends that, yes, they make a lot of money, but they go, God, you know, I don't deserve it or I don't do this or, you know, I I don't believe it. And well, they're still making money. Right. Mm -hmm. So why does that happen? Again, Mm -hmm. it's the base frequencies. Uh, It's those default frequencies that have come in for most individuals uh, at a family level uh, that guide us that make us our belief systems. Uh, and that's, and that's why, you know, you can truly, truly believe it in your heart of heart that, you know, you're worth it or you can make a lot of money or you're not going to be a starving artist, but you know, somebody else from a different family, right? No matter how hard they try to believe, no matter how many stickers they put on their fridge or their bathroom window or whatever, right? Day in, day out, they can say that mantra, uh, and it won't happen for them. Again, because the underlying frequencies have to be changed some way. Wow. You know, that is, brings me up a point that I wanted mm-hmm. to ask you about with affirmations. Yes. And how, you know, I was Googling before this interview about financial abundance. Mm-hmm. And I saw so many articles out there on the internet about how important it is to say affirmations and how it's important to tap those notes, you know, tape those notes up mm-hmm. to your bathroom <laughs> mirror. So you look at right. that every day. And one of the affirmations that, you know, people said that you should say every day to yourself is money flows to me easily, frequently, and abundantly. Ah, what are your thoughts about these <laughs> affirmations? Is it something that's important? I mean, and you know, we're, we're going to be doing a podcast on affirmations uh, okay. for the new year. <laughs> so uh, after the new year's, cause a lot of people do put, you know, new year's, new year's resolutions, things like that. And again, statistically guys, what happens is uh, by day 30 of January, mm-hmm. uh, most people have forgot about their affirmations and then they go back into say their old patterns. You know, why mm-hmm. does that happen? right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Affirmations are good. 
And again, we'll talk about that later. But for the most part, if those internal dialogues at a spirit level, right, your mm-hmm. blueprint is not running for you, those affirmations won't work for you. You know, people, well, just like you, I don't want to pick on you again, but people like you or people who have been successful, uh, you know, people are going to ask them, it's like, well, you know, why, why are you so successful? And then they think about it. It's like, well, you know, I did this and I did this and I did this. And that's where all the fallacies about say becoming successful or becoming, having a lot of money come from. Uh, It's nothing that they did physically, nothing at all. They can do nothing. And again, be, be successful. Their family lineage or the patterns of their, say, family space, family dynamics uh, Mm -hmm. become very successful. Uh, Some of you might be thinking, because I'm just kind of picking up from, say, people who listen to this podcast. And by the way, thanks for listening to the podcast. Very successful. Uh, So thank you for that. Uh, Just kind of tapping in. It's like, well, what about those individuals who, you know, come from, you know, uh, massive, um, you know, they're very, very poor. Mm-hmm. And then they go, they can become very wealthy from, um, you know, how does that happen? Yes, that happens. But at some point in time, if you read their biographies, and I have read a lot of those biographies, something changed, something clicked over almost within, you know, a snap of a finger. And then something dynamic happened. And then that's where those affirmations, that's their, whatever their belief system shifted and changed. And then that's where that pivotal moment was. In any of those individuals who came from poorness to great wealth, there was always, say, a pivotal moment uh, that changed their internal, say, structure or what I call frequencies. You know, I just saw an interview with uh, Will Smith yesterday mm-hmm. on Variety.com. And he, uh, he was getting interviewed with Actors on Actors. And Benicio oh. Del Toro was interviewing Will Smith. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, the one of the questions he asked him was, how did you become so successful? How did yeah. you become so rich and famous? And Will Smith goes, believe it or not, he's like, I had a girlfriend cheat on me. And when I found out that she cheated on me, he's like, instantly in that second, like my whole belief system changed. And I was like, yep. I'm going to be famous and no girl is ever <laughs> going to cheat on me because I'm going to be famous. And he's like, I don't know why, you know, I thought that because like that was the moment when I that decided yeah, <laughs> to go out and do it. And he was laughing about it. And it was, it was funny, but what you just said about there is a pivotal moment in people's yes. lives where something changes, your belief system is, yes. sh- is, is shaken. Yeah. You know, for him, it was like a near death experience. So something wow. like that, you know, again, a near death experience disconnects you from your belief systems rather quickly, brings in a new belief system if you're ready for it. Otherwise, it distorts you. Uh, the biggest, uh, I think one of the biggest construction firms was, uh, was this guy. He was, he was about to borrow, uh, you know, like $150,000. And his wife came in, the, the other person lending him the money came in and is like, oh my God, look at this guy. You're not going to lend him. He'll never pay it back. You know, you're not going to lend him that money, are you? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that made him so mad Um, that he made, uh, again, one of the biggest construction companies. Uh, Wasn't Napoleon Hill, when a man gets pushed, shoved, he has a chance Mm -hmm. to learn something about himself. Yes, that's true. I'm sure that happens to a lot of people that are listening to this podcast are probably having one of those aha moments right now. Or like, yep, that happened to me in this situation. Someone said I couldn't do it or they questioned me and that was the moment I, I decided. 
Yes. So it's a great it's a great segue for detox. By the way, should we talk about detox, or do you have other questions or uh, other concepts? Well, before we get into detox, I do want to ask you. You know, what are the specific steps for EI financial abundance? The specific steps. Uh, again, I whatever I can do, you guys can do uh, as well. I just do it mm-hmm. faster, right? just because I know the backend programming. Uh, of, or I can access your backend programming, that's all. So the first step uh, is one, eradicating or acknowledging all your belief systems. And that was in module one uh, that we did. You know, step two was starting to learn or create a, uh, a good, solid, say, financial base. And this is really about that, is looking at investment proper way. Uh, well, even before that is starting to save. Okay. Uh, and this is part of the Moss work. Why is saving so so important? You know, one of the most uh, impactful books that I read was The Richest Man in Babylon. It's an easy read. Maybe it's about 15 minutes, uh, if that. Uh, one of the key things is that you always pay yourself first. Okay? No matter how much you're making, okay? uh, no matter how much you're in debt, you always pay yourself first. Uh, whether, you know, it's a dollar, two dollars, whatever it is. Some people, a lot of people have savings, right? And, um, you know, they get uh, some kind of windfall. They put money in their savings. Otherwise they forget about it. Okay. It's not about that. Every time you get paid, put a certain percentage. Uh, And and it's not about, you know, the amount of money. It's like, well, what is a dollar going to do? Right. It's really about a consciousness. It's you training. So it's a little slower, than what I can do for you. But even even when I work on you, again, it's more beneficial for you because uh, you're investing in yourself, okay? Those are planting the seeds for your future. Uh, again, it's not about the level or the amount at all. It's planting seeds, um, just, like, uh, just like the animals. You know, when it comes to wintertime, what do they do? They harvest, right? Mm-hmm. Or they, they, like the squirrels, they, they start to gather nuts, right? Because they can see something happening like wintertime. Um, oh, that's another podcast we should talk about too. Uh, instincts. Um, oh, anyway. yes. That's yeah. a good one. Where instincts. Where instincts come from? Um, but coming, coming back to it, it's really planting those seeds, making you think okay, deep down inside. kind of kicks your spirit in the butt and makes uh, it awakens it to the point that says, wow, you know what? I'm worth it enough that in real life, not in real life, in the physical form, they're investing in me. Mm-hmm. And that helps awaken your spirit or your higher self. And then it turns around and looks for ways to help you, well, become abundant. So what is um, wealth frequency? I've heard you say that before. Yes, wealth frequencies, uh, successful individuals. And, you know, it's not about, again, you know, making massive amounts of money and, you know, being uh, sinful or anything like that. But wealth frequencies is your natural state of being. That is, say, one segment of that 360 degrees of abundance, okay? All successful people have a wealth frequency, okay? Now, there is, say, the dark side of wealth frequencies. Okay? Uh, and again, it's not the physicalness of, say, becoming wealthy that distracts people. It's actually, say, the spirit side Okay? or the higher level side of how, say, you accumulated that wealth. It's not about, again, the physicalness of money or how much you have or 
uh, and so on. Uh, to give you an example, and I don't know if I've used this example before, but for example, the Kennedys, right? Uh, a lot of distortions, you know, right? A lot of uh, killings, a lot of uh, uh, whatever, negativity, right, in their life. Although on the outside, it looks like a fantastic family, right? On the inside, not that great. There's a lot of, say, wealthy families like that. And I'm not saying, again, wealth is bad. It is that somebody, again, has signed, say, sold their soul to the devil. And again, maybe another podcast on that as well. But basically what they've done is from an impure source, <clears throat> they've connected. Okay? And they said, you know, I'll do anything to, say, acquire money or acquire fame. You know, and then what happens? They somebody comes in from your higher self, uh, you know, into your space, and they go, "Okay, that's cool," uh, and you think nothing of it. So you sell your soul. That's where that that uh, language came from, selling your soul, because you literally sell your spirit to something, and that's a contract. That's a binding contract. Uh, so you become wealthy, but then you commit suicide, or or you overdose, or you know. Um, you know, strange things happen to you. You get shot, you get whatever, you know, just crazy out of the, out of say the norm, things happen to you and your family, okay? Because you did sell yourself at some level, okay? The pure way, again, you still have a lot of money, right? The pure source way, okay, comes through you and that, that uh, abundance flourishes inside you. So it's from the inside out, Okay. You naturally, say, uh, connect or you naturally magnetize, say, abundance, wealth. Okay. Uh, it's so free-flowing that you share it with people. And, it, and again, it comes back to you more and more. And that's the trueness of tithing. Okay. Most people think that, okay, if I put 10% away, right, like it says in the Bible or the Quran or whatever other you know, text, that, religious text that you see, then I'm going to get 10%, uh, 100% back or 10 times more. It's, it's not about the act at all. Okay? It's about the trueness inside that happens. And that's why tithing doesn't work for a lot of individuals as well. Um, so again, it's a free flow from pure source. Once you're connected, you become your natural space, which is, say, totally abundant. So, so a lot of people, you know, once we enter into the wealth frequency, mm -hmm. um, people may experience financial detoxing, which yes. we talked about briefly in yes. this podcast. But now let, let's get into that. What mm -hmm. exactly is financial detoxing? Uh, some of the financial detoxes, uh, people go bankrupt. Okay? Mm -hmm. uh, people lose their jobs. People uh, get kicked out of their homes. People, uh, you know, and so on and so on. I mean, there's hundreds of ways of, of like, thinking that they're, they're lost or, you know, they're going downhill, say after a meditation and so on. Uh, it's really not true. Okay? Uh, if you look at it, uh, some of the businesses that happen uh, that go bankrupt, right? It's the fastest way to say, let go of that debt. So what does your spirit do? Once it awakens, okay, or your higher self, once your blueprint if you will, some people might not believe in their spirits or their higher self, your blueprint has changed. Okay? So the fastest, most efficient way, regardless of uh, morality, regardless of anything that we think is going to happen to us or expect the way that we are going to get out of debt, 
Probably not the case. So what happens is that fastest way comes into you if you need to file bankruptcy. Okay? If you need to get pushed out of that job that's killing you, uh, it'll happen rather fast for you. At first, it feels negative, right? But later on, like many of the people that wrote in the testimonials, you know, it's the best, best possible scenario. Look at Will Smith, right? That girlfriend mm-hmm. cheating, it was the best possible scenario. Uh, so that's where why detox happens to many people. It pushes you into a space, especially finances, it pushes you into a space so hard because finances is very near and dear to a lot of individuals, although they hate it. Uh, And that's another thing too. People hate money. They Mm -hmm. work day, all day, all night. Uh, You know, they're basically prostitutes. I I hate to put it that way. You know, nine to five, right? They're selling Mm -hmm. their souls, Mm -hmm. right? That's worse than prostitution to me. Uh, Anyway, um, and then what do they want? They want money. So those things don't balance out either. So those kind of things or those kind of, um, say, belief systems, paradigms, have to perish and that's again detox for you okay? and that's why it feels a little strange uh, the nice thing about detox is is individuals have a floor okay? uh, and then they have a ceiling and we didn't get into that but uh, they have a floor um, so most individuals will never go homeless because uh, mm-hmm. your spirit will take care of you okay uh, once once say your spirit awakens Yes, you might lose your job or yes, you might go bankrupt or whatever, but you'll never say be homeless, you'll never go hungry, you'll never, uh, and so on and so on. Because again, your spirit will take care of you as you get guided out of the pit that you've gotten stuck in. Um, Does that, you know, that's a a question I've been meaning to ask you throughout this Mm -hmm. podcast. And uh, when you say your spirit will take care of you, you know, is that when... I've heard people say, have faith in continued abundance. Is that uh, what that means? <laughs> uh, no, that is totally different. Uh, in fact, I don't, I don't really like the word faith. Okay. Uh, it's okay. like, it's, it's uh, faith, you know, the way people have it uh, or the way people use faith mm-hmm. okay, uh, is very derogatory, uh, you know, especially in, in religion. Again, not knocking down religion, but it's like half faith. Uh, that's a that's a big promise to have, you know. And then your after afterlife is going to be happy or fantastic, right? That's what religions think. Uh, so having faith, you know, I I'm I'm a I'm a more of a scientist type individual. I'm a computer programmer by trade. You know, I need proof. Right? Mm-hmm. So just having faith that something is going to happen. No, you, most individuals are not at the level to have faith. They actually need proof to have faith. Okay. Uh, so there, maybe we can break it down into blind faith mm-hmm. okay. or you have been say successful so many times, right. That you, you have a propensity, right. To be successful the next time. Mm-hmm. And that's where true faith is. Right. But most of us, uh, again, who aren't, who isn't wealthy and so on, or haven't been experienced enough, you know, just to have faith. Uh, no, very, very different. Fascinating. So there's a floor. You say most most people won't go homeless. Right. And that's the floor. And yes. then you, you mentioned that there was a ceiling. Yes. And that's, this is, this is uh, a big one for a lot of individuals, you know, that come to me. It's like, Moss, uh, you know, I can only make so much a year. In fact, there's some psychological studies. Uh, back in the day, it was the 50,000 a year salesman. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was this guy, he was very, he's very good at selling in a certain territory. Okay? So he made uh, $50,000 a year, okay? which was a lot of money back in the day. Uh, so they put him into a really good territory. So they'd make more. Okay? And uh, the year, that year turned, he made $50,000 a year. Okay? <laughs> uh, so they, the, his managers decided to do something else. They put him in the worst territory where the maximum, you know, people ever made was maybe twenty, twenty-five thousand. He made fifty thousand dollars a year. He was the fifty thousand a year salesman. Uh, that was his max. Okay? Hmm. If he hit fifty thousand, and this resonates with a lot of people that'll listen in, uh, you hit a certain amount of money, you either get sick, uh, you get laid off, or whatever, whatever, till the next year turns around, and then you come back and start making say X amount of money. So breaking away from the ceilings that you've set for yourself or some people, you know, like in real estate, uh, they make X amount of money and then they can't sell anymore after that. If you really study like your income, you've hit your ceiling and no matter what you do, uh, you can't, uh, even if it's the easiest sale, it won't work out for you. Um, Because again, that's the programming underneath. It won't allow you to go past that ceiling. Wow. So all this breaks all that for you. So what is, I think it's time for Moss work. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) What do we need to do to make sure we break the ceiling and we have that wealth frequency? There's two Moss works actually. One is starting an investment. So we, I'm sorry, a savings account. No matter what it is, uh, if it's too much trouble for you to go to the bank, right? Because it has to be, you know, a habit that you can keep. Okay. Uh, open up, uh, get a piggy bank or a jar or shoebox, whatever it is, but make sure you pay yourself first before you write out any checks to anybody else, okay? no matter what it is. Uh, so the second one is going to be take a look at what your spending habits are okay? mm-hmm. and really look through, you know, look through your, if you have a checkbook, you know, look through the ledger. And see what you're spending your money on. Uh, one of the best ways to do that is to carry cash and not use your credit card because it's so easy. You know, it's a lot harder, you know, when you're giving out, you know, the green stuff rather than just giving your card card out. So make it, uh, again, be aware of how much you're spending throughout the day. You'd be amazed at how much you can cut back to save, right, to either pay yourself or to get out of debt if you're in debt. Awesome. All right. That is our Moss work. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. And now I think it's time for this meta healing. I am ready for it. I'm sure the people listening are ready for it. Sounds good. So let's go ahead and get started again. uh, Listening to the podcast, I'm already been working on you. So some of you or a lot of you actually might be feeling a little different already. So let's carry on with that. Uh, Whether you are sitting, standing, lying down, let's go ahead and take a nice deep breath in and highly recommend standing up if this is new to you if you can physically stand up just to break free from any paradigm okay? doing something different and again another breath in starting to relax starting to note your fingers the tips of your fingers your fingernails space in between your fingers that little web Right, right between your fingernails, 
Very nice. Another breath in again, connecting to the group. There's always power in the group. Wondering how many other people are listening to the podcast. Again, thank you. There's a lot of you. So more power, more strength. Take opportunity of that. Connect to the mastermind that gets created. The pure essence of all of ourselves. That abundant essence of all of ourselves. Noting your breath. Noting your arms your elbows, your upper arms, your shoulders, relaxing and getting heavier. I continue to work on you as you become more aware of your existence, your body. Again, tapping into that strength to pull us out of debt or any burden and then push us through any blocks, any ceilings that we've created, no matter where it comes from. Going even deeper, another breath in. On the exhale, asking ourselves, how do I connect to pure source even stronger? Coming back into the shoulders, the neck area. Again, if you have neck issues and so on that I'm kind of sensing as well, we'll adjust those as well for you. But really creating a nice, strong, confident, self-deserving self or sense of self, right? Someone that you walk into or you walk You've seen those people. They just command a sense of respect. They just command wealth. wonder what type of frequencies that they resonate at. As soon as you look at them, that's what you sense. That way. That's what you feel. Well, before you know whether they're wealthy or not. Let's bring those frequencies in for you. All you have to do, again, is take a nice deep breath in and just concentrate on your upper spine, the base of the skull. Work your way down to your shoulders and then your mid-back. Right behind your sternum. a little below your shoulder blades. There we go. Explain the details if you need to later. Um, but for you, just paying attention to that part of your body and thinking about why that person commands wealth, commands respect, What do they have that you don't? And we're not looking at the physical aspects. It's that essence, that frequency, that 
want to help pull into you. Before we do, another deep breath in. Now on the exhale, that upper mid back going down your spine to the lower mid back. Right, right behind your belly button on your spine. And then noticing your spine, every vertebrae. Noticing how you're feeling. As I prepare you for those newer frequencies. And again, a frequency that you're naturally born with. So I'm not instilling, although I'm helping you instill this from a different perspective. I'm just uncovering what's been hidden in you. So helping you remember those frequencies. Again, nothing outside of you. So take that natural breath in. And on the exhale, starting to come into our natural abundance. Going from the lower mid-back right into the tailbone. if you were confident, how would you stand? Tall, shoulders back. You might find yourself in that stance, even if you're laying down. Deep breath in again. On the exhale, noticing our spine from the top all the way down to the base, again, the tailbone. <clears throat> So we're noticing our spine 
And if you say, think about or feel that other person, their frequencies that command respect, commands wealth. We're going to count up to 10. Then by 10, we're going to blend the two together or again uncover your wealth frequencies by copying somebody else's in if you couldn't think of anybody. No worries. Got you covered. Another deep breath in. Zero. One. Two. Noticing your spine. Four. Acknowledging those frequencies. Six. Seven. Perhaps sensing a golden light coming into you. Nine. And ten. And merging the two together, merging that other reality to uncover your wealth. Let you be for a couple minutes as I work on you on the back end. Noting your breath. Leave you in this space for as long as you wish. Just note. Stilling those new frequencies for you, uncovering those. Your environment has to change because you're resonating from a different frequency. 
for those people who hold on to stuff too much, too long. And allow it to change. It's going to be easier for you to go through that process. All right. Take care. I'll see you on the next podcast.